Hey, welcome back to this week's episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Pete, and this week I really wanted to talk about personal identity because security has been a huge hot topic. And I wanted to give you all some advice on how you guys can make your Id- personal identities more secure, safer, and help you guys gain some confidence back. Now, before we do dive into that topic, I really wanted to take a quick step back. I want to ask you all for some feedback on things you guys liked, disliked, and things you guys want to hear more on. So, you can, by all means, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. You know, this is, we're all building a community together, and this is just part of the journey trying to get better. So, let me know. And you can do that by reaching out to me on anchor.fm slash level 99. You can leave me a voice message there, or you can reach out to me by email on level 99 podcast at outlook.com. Let me know. I'm always looking to get better and feedback is always welcome. With all that said, set that aside and dive back into this week's topic. So why is it important and why do I think it's something that we should cover? And the reason being is this year alone, tons of companies have been breached and this happens way too often for our comfort. Those of you guys who are in the US, I'm not sure you guys probably remember this, but during the summer, we had this huge oil shortage from Colonial Pipelines. They had a ransom attack and had to pay 2.3 million in Bitcoin. And it was, and I remember it was kind of hectic and scary at the same time because we didn't know how long this oil shortage was gonna last. Pumps were running low. Luckily, it was still in the midst of the pandemic, so a lot of us were able to stay at home. And it was kind of scary because you, you didn't know how long this was gonna last. You were trying to save your oil as much as you can, just making essential trips to the grocery store and back home, and no pit stops in between. And the other ones are kind of, we're, well, we're very familiar with this one, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. They got breached as well. No big news there, like that seems to be happening often with them. Kroger, T-Mobile was a huge one. I was shocked with T-Mobile. And Volkswagen and Audi. And then the latest one that happened maybe a few weeks ago, Twitch. That one was a little insane in my opinion. The reason being that they lost their source code and now it's out in the public. Their source code, what defines Twitch, defines their platform. What made it so unique is now out there. It's not too good for Twitch. T-Mobile, that was insane. So how did that one happen? And this one was kind of interesting. It was a guy out in, who used to live in the US, moved out to Turkey, and he breached T-Mobile from his home because of a router that had lack of security in one of their data centers. I guess he was just kind of like spamming and crawling their network until he found a vulnerability. And he finally found one, he got in, and then he was able to kind of piggyback and go around their network from there. It's kind of crazy, like how much time did you have to spend to do that? And this is why having a secure network and secure infrastructure, whether it's physical or otherwise, is so important. Now, with all that said, how do we make our personal identities more safer and secure on the internet? 
Now, these are steps that I took, and I'm sure there's tons of other things you all can do. So the first and most important thing that you all need to do is go through every account and enable multi-factor authentication. This will help you in a lot of ways. And those of you who don't know what MFA is, is an added layer of security. So not only do you have to put in your password, you then have to put in a pin. And these pins are usually 10 seconds to 30 seconds long. And if you put the pin wrong, it forces you to go back from the start. It's very annoying, but it does help you in the long run, it prevents hackers trying to get into your account. I've gone through and I've enabled MFA on almost every account, social media, otherwise that allows me to. I even have it on Discord and I don't even have any credit cards or anything on Discord, but I just did it just to have it, right? It doesn't hurt, it's good to do. There are tons of apps out there for MFA. You got the Google Authenticator, you got LastPass, you got Duo. I kind of personally enjoy using the Microsoft one. I think the, the platform is pretty solid. And if you're on iPhone, it does give you the option to back up the app. So in case if you ever lose your phone and you're freaking out about not having access to it because you have to transfer all the data, well, you're in luck because it allows you to back that app up. So if you download and restore your phone, it's there, you're okay. The one that has recently caught my eye has been Apple. Apple's been doing a really good job recently with you know, security and safety and and kind of, I guess, kudos to them for kind of having the thought of safety and security in the mind of their customers. And most recently, I'm not sure if you guys have noticed this, is that Apple has released SSO, or in other words, single sign-on for a lot of platforms. And I tried this for one of my social media accounts and it's kind of nice. I'm not sure if I'm ready to roll it out across all of my accounts, but the nice part about it is that you, when you log in, you have to log in using your iCloud, but then you get a notification on your phone and it gives you a geo location of who is trying to log in and what region and then the pin code. So you can approve or deny. So you get that instant notification right away. I wish that the, the pin that they would give you would rotate rather than just waiting there because unlike a actual authenticator app where it rotates every 30 seconds that one kind of stays there until you hit okay so i'm hoping they would change that and if they do i think i would be willing to roll that out across all of my accounts but we'll see how that goes the second thing that is very important for all of you guys to do is change your passwords you know we're very used to using the same password or you know, I, I was guilty of this several years ago. I would kind of use the same password across all of my accounts. Let's not do that, right? That's the easiest way for people to get in once they have that information. To so go through, change your passwords, make it as long and difficult as you can. You can use password managers to help you with that. And some of them are very, very nice. So the ones that do come in mind, um, you can use LastPass. That was a, a nice one that I've, I used for a while. Uh, has a plugin that you can do in your web browser stores all that for you creates some very difficult passwords it'll tell you which ones are the same if there's duplicates kind of warns you and, and you can kind of co go through and update some of those passwords LastPass does have a free tier and a paid tier and there's other tools similar to them but that's just one that comes to mind I've been playing around with the Apple password vault and it's not bad 
I do wish it would be a little bit more versatile and I kind of like it. It's not bad because if anything happens, I mean, it's locked to my phone. It's going to be harder for someone to hack it unless they breach iCloud, which is possible. But at the same time, you can say the same thing about LastPass, all these other services. So I'm going to be playing with that a little bit more and see how I, how I feel about it. So change your passwords and use a password vault. Use Apple, you can use LastPass, something similar to store them. Now the other biggest thing you want to do is email. Do not use the same email across every account. I used to be guilty of this. I've had so many accounts through various websites that got hacked, that have my email leaked out to the web. I'm getting alerts from my credit cards telling me, hey, this email is bad. It's been found on the dark web. So it took me a while to get a control of that account. You know, I've had MFA, a huge password on it, and I have it set aside. I've moved all of those accounts that were linked to that email to separate emails. So let's dive into that a little bit more. Outlook and iCloud, those are two that I've looked into, offer what is called an alias. iCloud gives you three. Outlook, I believe, gives you up to 10. Could be wrong. Now, what is an alias? So when you create an email, let's say John Doe at iCloud or John Doe at Outlook, you can then create another alias in setting, which can be John.receipts, John junk or docs, whatever, but whatever you want to categorize them as, and then you can disable sign-in. Then you can use those email addresses in various accounts across whatever you need, so your financial, your social media, so on and so forth, your needs. And what these aliases will do is they link back to your main account. So if you send an email through John Receipts, you it will be forwarded as John Receipts, and it will then come back to you as John Receipts, all from one email address. You will need to keep updating, keep rotating or creating new email addresses at different accounts. It's all done in one account. And the beauty about it is you can disable login. So if that email account ever gets leaked because of some website gets hacked, well, guess what? If they ever try to go to Outlook or iCloud, they can't log into that email because you've disabled sign-in option. So you can kind of do that with your own accounts. Modify different email addresses for different categories, however you see fit. And that way, it these are fresh accounts. No one has them and you can prevent login to be created. So that way if one does get hacked or breached, well, you kind of know what accounts that happened in and maybe you might want to move off of them. Just a thought. The other thing you all need to probably do, now this part's gonna be a little bit more for the US-based listeners. I'm sure in your own regions, if you guys do a little bit of research, you guys will be able to figure out what is the right steps for you all that might be a little bit similar. So first off, you all need to go and freeze slash lock your credit scores. For instance, if you are a T-Mobile customer and your information did get leaked and your social is out there, well, now you kind of need to prevent and make it even harder and more difficult for them to utilize your information. Experian, unfortunately, does not offer a lock. They only offer a freeze. The difference between a lock and a freeze is when you freeze your credit score, when you freeze your credit score, it does take a, a while. It takes, a, I think, a few days 
for it to thaw in a few days for it to freeze to actually go in place and it's a lot longer process and more tedious. A lock on the other hand is a bit more instant. It takes 24 hours for your account to actually lock but it takes an hour for it to unlock. Meaning if you know you want to go apply for a new credit card or whatever in the afternoon well you don't have to really plan ahead. You can unlock it in the morning, apply in the afternoon, you're good to go. Experian unfortunately only offers a freeze that is free. Their lock feature is paid. I think it's a $20 feature you have to pay for a month. It's kind of outrageous in my opinion. They're just trying to make some money off of you. For Experian, I just suggest to utilize a free option, freeze your credit score. Equifax and TransUnion, on the other hand, they do offer a free lock. You just have to create an account, validate information, and you're able to lock your credit score, which does make it a lot harder now for anyone to try to utilize your information and make an account or come after you. And what this does is if anyone does, as I mentioned, applies a credit card or a loan, whatever under your name, and they run your credit, well, they can't. It's blocked. It'll come back as denied over and over again. And then there's also free apps like Credit Karma or other things that you can utilize to check your credit score often. I don't really use that. I kind of just use my existing credit card services. They do offer free FICO or credit score information. So if there's a new account being open or something, I already get alerted off of them, which is a very nice feature. So I use that. And those of you who weren't aware of that, so many credit card companies offer that. I think all of them offer that now. So just download the app for your credit card, check through the settings and you'll kind of see that. The last advice that I have for all of you, and this one might be a little overkill since we've already talked about rotating your passwords, multi-factor authentication, using new emails slash email aliases, as well as locking your credit score. The last advice I have is there are certain websites that mine your public information right your first name your last name age and address all this data is kind of out there so if someone does a quick google search they'll probably be able to find you that always kind of bothered me and there are certain websites and services out there that you pay a yearly fee they go in and they start removing and having them delete your information from all of these these websites i don't remember the one that i used many years ago but it was a nice service if you google it'll come up with a ton of them I think I paid, I don't remember, this was a few years ago, maybe 150 for a year. And they went in and they removed hundreds, my, my, my name and address and information off of hundreds of websites. So now when I look, at, look up my information on Google, it's a lot harder to find me. And that does make me feel a little bit better because on the off chance that someone has my information that has been leaked from all of these websites, from all these breaches, and they try to look for me online to get some more information about me, well, it's a lot harder now, right? Because with just your first name and last name, you can pull up so much more information. But by removing this information, by making your online profile footprint smaller, it does make that harder on them as well. So those are my tips and advice for all of you and things that I have also used for myself. So if there's anything you've all gained from this episode, it's gonna be Rotate your passwords and put in multi-factor. Just doing that bare minimum, it's gonna save you so much time and headache down the line. Thanks for listening everyone, and I'll catch you all next week. Hey.